Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about episode two of She-Hulk, talking about your feedback. All that right of his ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, my friend, what <laughs> is going on? You feeling good today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I brunched. So I had like, oh. you know, a couple drinks, so I'm feeling just, great. Just a couple bottles. <laughs> couple Bloody Marys, a little teenies, you know, brunch shit. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay. So we're talking She-Hulk today. We got, uh, what'd you think of episode two? I loved it. I did. I, I hate Dennis. Like, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Hey, Dennis, I love that it, we're talking about Avengers Healthcare. I'm interested, like, who's paying for the Avengers now that Tony's gone? Yeah. We know. We've decided it's not Pepper. Right. Yeah, we have. We've decided <laughs> that Pepper's abandoned them. Uh, but, we, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. They also talked about that in Hawkeye, the fact that, you know, who's paying for the Avengers. But it's just interesting. I, I took that as more of a conversation about, like, Jen's, like, why she doesn't want to be a hero. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know what they're doing with that. I really don't because it's like that sounds like a very. It's a very real conversation, but it's also a very like selfish conversation when you come to like I'm. I could be a protector of the world, or but hey, you but got do I have a four hundred one k? Like it's, <laughs> it might be. It's not that selfish. No, no. Like I, the, you kind of think about it with like football players, like the things that happen with them. It's what happens when they can't do it anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's a hundred percent a thing you have to think about when you're doing something and like, not, you know, <laughs> this is not her passion. Her passion is the law, but I think about it with like art stuff all the time where it's like, I love the stuff I'm making. I want to make the thing. And then it's like, but can I do that and make a living? <laughs> like, can I, can I have a Roth IRA that's like full every year? Like, that'd be really good. <laughs> it's kind of bare minimum here. Oh. Um. um speaking of bear she was walking around barefoot way too much for me that's a problem like i know mm. that when you hulk out uh, there's you just have to have a backup plan to barefoot <laughs> oh well uh, you i thought you were gonna like say you were getting tarantino vibes or something <laughs> speaking of tarantino <laughs> i'm so happy to see tim roth and i was so happy to see tim roth as tim roth yes Oh my God. I love him so much. And I love this like tame down, like I write haikus <laughs> version. Like, oh, I already talked to Bruce, but he didn't tell her that. Right. Do you think it's real? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> Tim Roth. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I really like the persona he's putting on, but I can't be real. But I want it to be so bad. I like, know. I want him to be in the Thunderbolts, but I want him to be the one at the end that turns around and like stands up to the other Thunderbolts or something, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at it if that's what happened. No, I wouldn't either. I freaking, I just freaking love Tim Roth. I wanted him to have reason to be around in the universe forever. <laughs> God, it's so exciting. Um, Her getting fired for doing the right thing is why I'm like, I will be a villain immediately. <laughs> like, <'cause laughs> doesn't pay to do the right thing <laughs> it felt so bad yeah yeah it really does um all right yeah I, i'm with you i'm with you all that all, all of it felt very real and very ground level like we think about these heroes all the time and like how do they how do they get by and spider-man feels like one of the only ones to ever really address that you know <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um a little bit with daredevil i guess in the daredevil series it's kind of like how can his 
um, law firm survive while he, you know, uh, daredevils. Yeah. Well, he daredevils. (laughs) It's a good verb. Good job. Um, (laughs) Um, do we, did you guys talk in the cast? Do you think that the footage is from earlier? Like, I feel like the show's definitely after. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Um, and there's reason that it kind of has to be because Hulk's arm was still hurt at the end of Shang-Chi. So that has to be before, but yeah, like uh, when we got on the cast, it was definitely a discussion because I think Catherine and Jeff were both like, no, 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 it's after. And I was like, no, 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 it can't be. They Mm. they said the footage was uh, released or was, uh, it makes makes me think he's been doing it for a minute. Like this isn't. Just a one-time thing. He's probably been sneaking out and yeah, and we, clubbing it up. You get that vibe from the very first time from that scene, like where Wong and him are like kind of working together. He's like, "Oh, you hit me too hard," or whatever. Like, it, mm-hmm. there's definitely a vibe that they're like buddies from work. You know what I mean? Fight Club Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on there? I just don't understand why the Sorcerer Supreme is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Uh, Wong likes to mix it up. <laughs> but it, speaking of Sorcerer Supreme, it with Hulk leaving and going to Sakaar to do whatever mission, it just feels to me like with Doctor Strange also leaving, they're taking some of the big hitters and other characters off the board. And it's like, is it just to present the newer characters or is it because they were going to have something to face that these characters could easily take care of? Mm, but they did right. seem to like, OK, we have these two pieces off our chessboard now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's two of the like older, <laughs> older Avengers, or like the longest lasting Avengers. And then you've no. got Thor. Who I mean, is he? What, what is he doing now? Because he's, I guess, he's, he's off gallivanting world. in the world in the universe. Yeah. So, so I feel like if we come up against something big, like a Namor and uh, Namor and Black Panther fight, I feel like that's you know. But how long will it take for him to find out, like, where is he? I guess he would be keeping tabs on Earth since New Asgard's there. Yeah. I'm really... I've got a theory, and this is probably the wrong place for it. (laughs) Uh, Because we're talking about She-Hulk today, and maybe people out there who have not been, like, following all the Phase 5 and 6 announcements, but, like, okay. Hear me out. Spoil- 10 spoiler seconds, spoiler alert. Jump ahead. S- jump like ahead. three minutes. Jump ahead two <laughs> minutes if you, if you think, uh, if you don't want any discussion of Black Panther. But let me just throw this out there. We've been talking about how there might be in Black Panther. Like, seems like Namor is being set up as one of the villains or an antagonist to Wakanda. But we, we all know from comics, Namor isn't really a villain. He's like an anti-hero. So, he's kind of like an ass whole hero or whatever you know <laughs> i think that's not a bad description for like anti-hero i think maybe we should just go with the asshole hero from now on yeah uh, <laughs> he's just an asshole just a, a hero that is an asshole isn't that the basic definition so like there's all this discussion of like is there going to be a third villain you know kind of like zemo shows up in civil war right like that sort of a thing and we've been talking about who it would be and th- I, we, we've talked about Doom, we've talked about Kang, we've talked about like all these possibilities, you know, could be mutants, could be whatever. This week I was reading IMDb, you know, just because I guess I do that. And I was- Those liars, though. I, I, right, right, true. But what I caught on to was that Jonathan Majors is going to be in Creed 3. 
Which sounds unconnected, except Ryan oh, the Rocky Coogler. movie that they're doing without Sylvester Stallone. Oh, we they, don't speak of it. Oh, are they doing that without him? Ooh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Well, my point... Not in this city. <laughs> my point is, Ryan Coogler is the director of the Creed movies, and he tends to use the same actors in his movies. Once he likes someone, he tends to reuse them. And, like, if Jonathan Majors is in his next movie. I'm wondering, like, John- Michael B. Jordan's been in a ton of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wondering if he got him in the Creed movies because he had a good experience working with him on something else, possibly. Um, which makes me wonder if he is possibly Kang will be the villain. It needs to be something besides just Namor. Well, it's the it's the multiverse saga, right? And we're getting to, like, the it's time to start bringing that connectivity. Right. <laughs> well, and it's this is the end of the phase. So... If this is the end of phase four, if this is our big culmination movie and it's the multiverse saga, there's a lot to do because we got the whole Black Panther of it all. But like, could it be, could it be that Jonathan Majors is going to show up and that will be the real like kickoff of the multiverse saga for real, you know? I'd love that. Yeah, me too. Introducing Kang to like a lot of the audience that maybe didn't even see Loki or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, it's, it's far-fetched a little bit, but I just noticed that on IMDb, and I was like, ooh, Ryan Coogler likes to use the same people. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get, right. let's get some feedback. How about it? Let's do it. Back to She-Hulk. Thank you for skipping ahead three minutes. Welcome back. <laughs> um, Abdul Ghani says, hi, guys. Haven't listened to the podcast for episode two yet, so I don't know if you've discussed this yet, but I finished watching the episode and noticed something cool. In the shot where Jen is looking for random jobs on the internet, after being rejected, one of the news stories in the side reads, Man fights with metal claws in bar fight. Surely that's a reference to Wolverine coming to the MCU soon. Uh, who do you think could play the next Wolverine? And if he's Coming to the MCU soon. Uh, love to hear your thoughts, Abdul. And Abdul is one of our patrons. Thank you, Abdul. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, that was definitely in my notes. And it's yeah. very exciting. Um, I still don't know who I would want to play him yet. Yeah, I have no clue. Mm-mm. Still no one's like that guy. I really like this guy who's on the Expanse. And I just think he'd be a good Wolverine. Uh, he's like the sort of like bruiser character on the expanse and I don't know his name, but I really like him and I'm, I'm always seeing him like, I could see him be a good Wolverine. <laughs> and like in the last season, he was like wandering around on a desolate planet. Now it just felt so Wolverine to me. I was like, Oh, he's, he's like on the wastelands, like just being a rough and tumble dude. I was like, I could see that guy. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Yep, Danny DeVito. Let's stick with, let's stick with it. <laughs> I was just watching a, da- a video of Danny DeVito on YouTube, and it was like him being himself. And I've watched way too much It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because Danny DeVito seems like a really nice guy, but my perception of him is so off now. It's scumbag? Yeah, it's just he's, yeah. he's scumbag guy. He's Frank. He's Frank from <laughs> he's forever. Frank. And the fact that just the fact that he embraces that role so fully, like <laughs> it just makes me feel like he is Frank, and I know it's not true. <laughs> I know like five Franks. Oh, that's that. I bet you do. They're in Philly. I do. <laughs> it's always Frank in Philadelphia. 
Um, <laughs> it's like uh, I'm watching this video where he's talking to his daughter, and he won't. Admit, he's like, "No, I don't have any favorite children." When you're a parent, you can't choose a favorite, and he's being so sincere. But I just, I'm, I just can't wait for. It. I'm waiting for him to like to some sort of like turn and like make fun of her or something. I was like, "Yeah, there's a sign outside that says selling kids inquire inside." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to talk about uh, Abdul's feedback. Um, I, yeah, absolutely, it's there. We talked about it a little bit on the instant take, uh, but th- the thing I think people are overstating a little bit. I think it's definitely a call out. It's definitely intentionally an e- uh, Wolverine Easter egg. But like many sort of like discussions in and Easter eggs in Marvel, it's a reference without really putting down any kind of like. <laughs> Like, I don't think it necessarily Matt's like has... everybody calm your tits. Yeah, a little, a little bit. I, I watched, <laughs> you know, I, I, I gave New Rockstars a big shout out last week for one of their takes and one of their videos, how good it was. This week they did a video breaking down what that means for the world of the mutants and how, well, if he already has metal blades for hands, that means that he's already been through the Weapon X program, which means mm-hmm. this and the, this. and I'm like, guys, you are, no, like this is a, this is an Easter egg and it's an Easter egg that could easily be like, that was a different guy. Like it just, it just didn't, yeah. you know. Clickbait. Yeah. It's on screen clickbait, literally, <laughs> which is like hilarious. <laughs> Now that I think about it, that is hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. While it is absolutely an e- uh, a Wolverine Easter egg, if they wanted to do something else completely, if they don't want to bring uh, Wolverine in for another five years, like it, it, they could do that still. I mean, we do have to think that after the next two phases, they're definitely going to do mutants. Because where else is... You- there's, a, there's other places you could go, but it's time Right. Well, I mean, they're already doing mutants. Uh, like Kamala Khan is you our first You know what I mutant. mean? Like uh, no, X-Men. I, know. I, I know. take it back. I think for certain, <laughs> we are going to have X-Men characters already known to us by Secret Wars, which is the end of phase yeah. six. So it's only like three years away. And I think there's no way we don't have some X-Men characters that we already know and care about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be called the X-Men yet, but like... If the multiverse is the only way to bring them in because of all of the legal what that happened then let it be the way i won't be mad because right. you they do have to make an excuse for where they've been this whole time and mm-hmm. if the multiverse is the only way to do it then let it happen and then let's move on <laughs> they're here now <laughs> the thing is like there are answers to those questions about like where they've been this whole time charles is this <laughs> incredibly powerful telepath who has hypnotized the whole world before like he could easily be like shielding mutants from knowledge. You know what I mean? He could easily have yeah. been like keeping them secret using Cerebro or something. And making Charles even more of a villain, not get involved with like, we're going to sit this out. Well, and who <laughs> knows? Maybe they've done some things uh, in a clandestine manner, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So so yeah. there's there's a possibility they've helped along the way. There's a possibility they've done some little things here and there. Are they just possibly they just didn't get the didn't get the call? Maybe they knew from maybe from the multiverse. Maybe Charles had discussions with 838 Charles and he's like you can't go public. It always ends terrible. Yeah. You would just think when the blip happened, like there there'd be a, a breaking point of the yeah. heroes who are like I can't not get involved anymore. I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there might be there might have been some a lot of the X-Men, with the exception of a few very important ones, um, a lot of the X-Men are like kind of street level, kind of like brawlers that might have been in bar fights and been doing things all along, but like <laughs> not have 
just reached the level of Avenger yet, you know? Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea how they're going to handle the bringing in of the X-Men. I just can't wait. Yeah, same. I want them to take their time and really do it right. I don't want, I don't need it rushed. Really think about it. (laughs) I want like a one, I I would really love it if they did a one movie per person thing for a little while. Like really Mm -hmm. bring in one mutant and then another mutant and then another mutant. Uh, And then eventually build, you know, build the, I want the X-Men built like they built the Avengers, which we've talked about before, but I really want that to happen. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've talked about She-Hulk, almost none. Oh my God. (laughs) This next piece of feedback. (laughs) Jackson Van Zeal on Gmail says, hello, MCU podcast. Uh, I love listening to your podcast. It is the highlight of my week. Well, thank you so much. That's Incredibly Aww. kind. You guys are hilariously informative and entertaining. Keep up the good work. I'm writing in for the first time because I have an idea of how Marvel may close Phase 4. In the SDCC episode, you discuss both the Wakanda Forever and She-Hulk trailers and re-watching them. Uh, I discovered a correlation between the two. Both trailers end with a character without the heads showing. Black Panther and Wakanda Forever and Daredevil in She-Hulk. That made me wonder, why cut away from Daredevil before the end of the trailer? I think it may be because Charlie Cox isn't wearing the suit. That said, I believe it is Daredevil, just a different one. The Ben Affleck one from the 2003 movie. Sherry, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) I believe... He is a variant from Earth-838 working to stop the incursion Doctor Strange caused in Multiverse of Madness. What's more, I believe that Black Panther at the end of Wakanda Forever trailer is also a variant. But he is Eric Killmonger instead of T'Challa. Ooh. I love that, actually. Yeah, that'd be good. That's not bad. Part two, I'm down with. Since Wong showed up in the trailer for She-Hulk talking about the crumbling of the fabric of the universe, which sounds like an incursion, it seems likely that She-Hulk will be dealing with the incursions in some capacity. I will admit this theory may be a little out of left field, but it would be a big ending phase four in the place of a team-up movie, and it would be a good way for Marvel to cement the importance of the shows. Can't wait to hear your next episode. Sincerely, Jackson. Okay. I I would not mind if they brought back Ben Affleck's Daredevil for like a joke. Like that would be okay. And it is She-Hulk. So who He knows? doesn't get to stay. Well, no. You know, I don't know. I mean, he's instead in- of Charlie Cox? No, of course not. But like is an incursion if they're both around. I even made this, uh, you know, assessment way back when we've talked about the trailer. Like, what if, uh, what if Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock is like in a courtroom trying to prove that the guy in the suit is not Daredevil? You know what I mean? Because he knows right. he is, or something like that. It's possible. That's that. This is he a does that a lot in the comics. He's like yeah. friend who's super put my suit on, and then we'll be all in the same place and be like, see. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Not me. <laughs> could, could be something like that. But um, that, that aside, let's talk about the meat of this email. Eric Killmonger being a variant Black Panther from another universe sounds amazing. It does. I have questions. I want to know how he got there, mm-hmm. <laughs> where he came from, what his role there is. Right. Because he is a little, you know, he made sense, but it was a little problematic. 
Well, no, but the thing is, like, what if he's a version of Eric Killmonger that didn't get abandoned? Like, what if yeah, his no, dad took great. him home? And That's we get why, to, yeah, uh, I need to know his his backstory. Yeah, yeah. What if, <laughs> oh, man, what if freaking Black Panther 2 opens with the same scene that we saw from Black Panther 1 with, like, the, fan, the you know, uh, the 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 guy getting, but they don't leave him. Like T'Chaka thinks better of it and walks outside and picks up Eric Killmonger and takes him in the, it takes him to Wakanda and then like, then it just cuts to like you know, and you're like what the hell and like you're like mm-hmm. what's going on and then you see the whole movie and then it ends with like a portal opening and <laughs> and and Black Panther stepping out which like solves the problem of the heart shaped herb it solves the problem of all this stuff and he it, what if at the end of the movie he's like I'm going back to my world. But here is a new crop of heart-shaped herb, and like they choose a new Black Panther by the end of the movie, and it's like you get multiverse Black Panthers like fighting to by side by side. I love that idea. I love the idea of uh, Eric Killmonger from another universe. Yeah, I dig it. Either that, or he's just the Eric Killmonger we know, basically. But he won in Black Panther one. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and then like yeah. Then it's like sort of villainous, like he's still sort of the same guy, but like. And it still ties into your multiverse. Yeah. And it's still like, it's that classic thing of like, yeah, this guy is a bad guy. Like we didn't agree with him in the last movie, but there's a bigger bad to face now. And we have to, we have to fight Kang or whatever. Mm. Mm -hmm. I really like that idea. Yeah, me too. Good, good idea, Jackson. All right. Well, up next, we have Sean Hurst on Gmail says, Hi to the Panda Lords and the pandemonium that is the MCU podcast. I like it. Um, I am loving this series. I'm loving the script, the humor, the metaphors, an important look at what being a woman is like in a man's world. So many things and ideas you could pick apart and discuss, but the one that strikes a chord the most in this episode is how her new workplace wanted Jen to be in her green persona uh, and how this reflects in the real world with women being told to act and or dress a certain way in the workplace. Jen having to compromise to get her job must be an awful, all-too-familiar situation for most females. And I hope to see Jen assert herself and show her boss who is indeed the boss. Tim Roth back was great, and I too share the unpopular opinion of liking the 08 Hulk movie, (laughs) also the Ang Lee one. Uh, I can't wait to see how they are developing Abomination, and hopefully we'll see him in the upcoming Thunderbolts. As Peter Parker is with Spidey, you have to care about Bruce and Jen, which is why I am really enjoying looking at their relationship and don't understand the critique about the way Hulk is portrayed recently. Uh, We've only had smart or smug Hulk since Endgame, uh, with a few short appearances since. If Ruffalo was expected to be just angry Hulk, uh, we'd be not only wasting an incredible actor, uh, but when Hulk finally goes savage, Planet Hulk incoming, um, it won't be him hulking out again. It will be all the more amazing and tragic to see knowing what Bruce has gone through since Endgame to find some semblance of peace. Ooh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, the shorter runtime is hard to swallow, but only because I'm enjoying it so much, 
and want the next episode so badly. I could write so much more, but we all listen to hear you talk, not me. (laughs) So keep up the amazingly good work. You really brighten my commutes between seeing patience and help feed my nerd fuel. Love all the way from the UK, Sean. Sweet. Thank you, Sean. Thank uh, you, Sean. I, I, I feel you with a job where you're driving around. I used to, I mean, that's why I got into podcasting was I was an avid listener. And I mean, like 10 hours a day of podcasts every day. Like I was just, because I was a pizza delivery guy. So I was just like mm. constantly listening to podcasts. And these days I don't have as much time. So these days it's like I'm making the podcast that much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Some, some, some great thoughts here. Some great thoughts. Um, I don't get all the criticism of Hulk. Like it's just the Hulk in gen relationship. I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much fun. And like, I watched a video that like made me angry today because it was just like basically saying like Disney's too woke. Like that's the whole, the whole thesis. Can't and then watch they that stuff. Well, it just popped up on my like whatever, and it didn't say it was that when I started watching it. Mm. Watched about halfway through, and I was like, "This is terrible." Because the <laughs> takes, the takes were basically like everything they mentioned that was woke was like that was the only reason it existed. The, the show existed, and they were like, if they wanted to tell the story, they should have done this, 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 and this, this. It's like, no, that's not the story they're telling. Like, right. I don't know. It it just frustrated me. It was like talking about that that the idea of her being able to transform back and forth. And it, and instead of being like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. instead of yeah, in, instead of being like, because the point of this show is not she's a downtrodden woman. Like that's that's what it's, 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 they they made this stupid asinine point. And I hate that I'm even giving it air here, but they were <laughs> they were basically just like, if they wanted to tell us that she was a downtrodden woman that was so angry at the world, they should have shown us that. But it was clear that she has her work life covered. Like, that's not the point. The point was that all women... Mean, the character of Dennis is there to show you that that's not happening. Like, yeah, what well, are you talking that's about? That's the other thing. Yeah, the character of Dennis is doing that in the first scene. But they, he's... It was all about, like, how she seems like a pretty competent woman who has her, who has her life together. So, why is she so... But that's the point of the show, is that she's a competent lawyer on a track that she wants to be on, and now she's being told by the world who she has to be and it's the right. Hulk and it's like that's so far that's what that's the story and instead of like watching the story you were like this is too woke and didn't like listen to the story they're trying to tell you decided what you thought the story was and what it should be and like it just 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 people people make me mad when they like criticize a thing when they're not even engaging with it you know yeah it's one thing if you have legitimate gripes about a thing but it's another thing if you're just like you literally aren't even watching. Well, and then to so many women, it's it's kind of what Sean was saying in his opening. Like, I, I've had situ- a, a couple situations at work where if something happened, I was told, oh, well, you were dressed too provocatively and this and that. And it changes how you go to work. And then, you know, you'll wear like a sack and be like, people are like, wow, you really just don't really get dressed up for work. It's like, well, yeah, because if I do, the dangerous thing happens. and people don't understand how that can be and yeah it's it's crazy but yeah you know that's why i like the show and it uh, makes me so mad <laughs> trying to yeah swallow my rage <laughs> <laughs> i was already on my soapbox enough 
No, oh, man. <laughs> people know how I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, and I want people to watch the show and understand the things they're trying to say about the female experience and not just ignore it. And that's, see, like, my, my gripe with that guy wasn't even that, like, he, it wasn't even that he, like, hated the woke takes. It was that like, he was, like, dishonestly seeing them where they weren't. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you're just not yeah. even, you're not even a critic. And the video had two million views. I'm like, you have more. Gross. I know, it's so gross. So I'm like, gross. you have literally more views on that video than, like, years of our podcast get. All of the episodes, <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, it just makes me mad. I'd rather have the less views and speak the truth. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too, clearly. But like, I just, it just makes me mad to look at that stuff and be like, I know, mm. I hate them. I mean, I have nothing against the new rock stars. That's always just a joke, but oh, yeah, I yeah, still yeah, don't no, no. hate them. New rock stars are, <laughs> new, new rock stars are great. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're Wolverine uh, take aside. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I really love them. Have, have us on anytime, new rock stars. You're good. Yeah, sure. Invite us on so we can steal your audience. Shh. Sorry, sorry. Shh. Shh. <laughs> I think that uh, Tim Roth's going to be in Thunderbolts, right? Didn't they mm. like announce it? They've announced the movie. They haven't announced okay. who's in it, but I think in the comics, Abomination is in it, and I don't see why. And they kind of need a Hulk analog, so like... Well, that makes yeah. me think he's not going to get out of whatever law situation he's in huh. because they're going to suicide squad situation him later. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what his deal with Wong is. Like, maybe he's already in that sort of it's thing, true. you know? I just don't even yeah, know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what he's... What, I don't know what the deal is. And I think we're going to find out next episode. I think Wong is going to walk in there and be like... I hope so. Release my, you know... Well, he was on the video too, you know, yeah. Wong girl, you're in trouble. Wong you're in trouble. Wong is in trouble. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like Dr. Strange is there to chastise him, which yeah. is unfortunate. He'd love that. Oh, God, he'd oh, love he would that. love it. Depending on how long the <laughs> leap is forward, like the leap at the end of Dr. Strange seemed like there was a leap forward in time because he seemed like much more comfortable with his third eye and stuff. So yeah. I don't know like how far this is after that or whatever. It's it's all a little squirrely. I don't think he's going to be there though. No, I I don't either. Yeah, not in the show anyway. Mm-mm. Okay, up next we got Todd Fitzhugh says, "Hey Matt, Jeff, and Ashley, I sense it's going to be a three way this feedback show." Oh, it almost was. It almost was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, I we we at least we at least tried. <laughs> Jeff had Jeff had some. Uh, Issues with his computer. Um, <laughs> which is still a mystery. Which is still a mystery. I wrote him like, oh, what do you mean? What happened? And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheap, cheap crickets. <laughs> All right. Uh, man fights with bar. Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl. Um, we have, lo- we have lift off. <laughs> Unless, of course, someone had their keys between their knuckles and it was a misunderstanding <laughs> another enjoyable it's a possibility yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely um he continues another enjoyable episode i loved seeing emil blonsky tim roth was great and i was so relieved when jen rang bruce to check if it was okay to take the case because that's totally what you do in real life question is abomination slash emil ever good in the comics because the way Wong appeared to be friends with him in Shang-Chi 
makes me think he's okay now and he does come across as a changed man. But mm. I'm still not so sure. So, can that yet even happen? Is there a storyline where uh, he's a hero? Back to Bruce. Uh, I noticed he wasn't steering the ship, but also looked happy and relaxed. So I'd imagine he's cool with whoever's taking him to Sakaar. That's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Also, how short was this episode? I think Jen was speaking of all of us when she looked at the camera and said, Oh, that sucks. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> You're just getting into it and it's over. Damn you, Marvel. Anyway, <laughs> keep up the good work, guys. Speak soon, Todd. P.S. Hello to everyone in the Facebook group. I've only recently joined and already had a good few interactions on there. Sweet. Yeah, go to uh, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash chat. I think is what it's called. <laughs> Strain of Panda. Yeah, Strain of Panda chat. Just search Strain of Panda chat on Facebook <laughs> to join that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Um, in, a, in the comics, Abomination does kind of go both ways <laughs> when necessary. <laughs> when fitting to the situation. Right. I, I, I seem to remember that the Thunderbolts we're kind of no, it's more the, Suicide Squad. Yeah, okay. So it's like it's got some like moments of like are these guys actually gonna being heroes for their own sake kind of thing, sort of like Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all kind of have that in the back of their head, but they all kind of do some good stuff along the way when needed. Right. Because you don't wouldn't want to read a book that where no one's ever trying to do a good thing, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's working with Wong makes me think he, he has some sort of reform on him. But hearing him talk made me think he is just lying through his teeth. He's sneaky guy. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky. Um, oh, we mentioned this on the instant take. I don't know if you've listened, but like, do you remember when we talked about when Abomination and him went through the portal in Shang-Chi and he goes into a room that is clearly a like looks like a prison cell, like looks like a futuristic prison cell. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. That, that also supports that thing you were talking about earlier about him. Having left, oh, he's just dropping back. him yeah. back off. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wong's gonna get in so much trouble. Mm, Wong's in so much trouble. They're gonna strip him of his princess points. He's not gonna be sorcerer supreme <laughs> anymore. Princess points, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I, I can't wait to see how that interaction, like how that happens. As for the timing of these episodes, it it does feel short. I think part of the reason it feels short is because it feels. This show does not, f- it feels like a comedy, but it doesn't feel like a sitcom. You know what I mean? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a sitcom by all measure, but like, it doesn't feel like, <laughs> like the arcs don't feel like sitcom-y. It doesn't feel like right. set up and pay off. And yeah, it's just a strange length for this kind of a, um, pr- not lack of procedural, I guess. Like this kind of serialized storytelling, it just feels, it does feel short. Um, I feel like because there's more of them, I don't mind it. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I feel like on a rewatch, it's going to be more fun to watch them all at once. It's the age old question. Mm-hmm. All at once or one at a time. It's so hard. Yeah. 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 But I guess like most sitcom shows are only 28, 30 minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. 22 minutes is the average sitcom. And this one's at least been about 30, I think, most weeks. 
30, yeah, 30. So it's a little longer than most comedies. But that's the thing. It's a little longer than most comedies, but it's a little shorter than most dramas or even like dramedies mm-hmm. or whatever. So it just feels like it's a weird place. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So Bruce does seem like he's going to Sakaar. That's true. Like he's like he is going to Sakaar electively. He's not being like robbed. Which stolen. is weird. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Maybe he did have a girlfriend. Now, he wasn't snapped. So, in that five years, we know that Carol established a little bit more with, like, space and stuff. And we know he's been to space before, um, to Sakaar before. So, like, who knows what other space adventures he's had in the last few years, you know, in that, in that five-year blip. Mm-hmm. So, maybe there's, maybe there's plenty to him, like, traveling the stars. He went to space with everybody to get Thanos, too. That's he's true. He's been to space a couple times. Yeah. Wait, which one? Did he go to? Get Thanos. When they cut oh, off yeah, Thanos' yeah, 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 head. Oh, yeah, You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the uh, other group that went to Titan or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Thanos time? Um, <laughs> okay. Let's do this last one here. Uh, Michael Larcom says, Hi, true believers. New listener here. I'm loving the podcast so far, and congratulations on that award. Uh, thank you. We have not won it this year yet, though. It, but we did win last year. We did win last year. I think it's like the one of the last days, though, right? Isn't it the end of August? Isn't that where the thing ends? I think so. So this is coming out on August thirtieth. If you have, if you, if you got that email and never went and voted, please go vote for us for TV, film, and People's Choice, and vote for uh, vote for Captain Game Show in the Games and Hobbies category. Everybody, please. Um, thank you. Um, let's see. Continuing Michael's letter. Um, I watched She-Hulk for the second time after the cast last week and had a blast with it again. It was indeed a lot of fun, and Jen is an intriguing character. Everyone did a great job with this first episode. Oh, this is, about, I guess, about the first episode. When Hulk explains huh. to Jen the reason they weren't killed by gamma radiation, he said it was a rare combination of genetic factors. And that makes me think of the X-Men. Uh, with Kamala's powers being accredited to her genes this year, too, uh, this has got to be it. Hmm. I know I'm not the only one to think this, but I think that the blip, snapped by Hulk, by the way, is the key. Um, let me explain. In Eternals, Ajax said that the energy this caused accelerated the emergence uh, so it stands to reason it did so with humanity's next step in evolution, mutants. The fact that Jin is able to control the Hulk self and is much stronger and more capable than Bruce indicates to me, at least, that the blip definitely did have an effect. If Bruce wasn't a genius, he'd never have an upper hand against the Hulk. And Kamala was the only one to repurpose the Noor like she did. Hmm. As you'll remember, that included time travel. Exclamation point. Sorry, I didn't deliver that properly. That included time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> if this is, is the case, and the two of the MCU's first X-Men are women, uh, we could be getting a complete rebranding. Hmm. It'd be awesome mm-hmm. to see regular Jean Grey awakening to telepathic powers at some point. But 
I'd like to know what you guys think. Am I crazy? Uh, and whom you whom you think will be getting their jeans fudged up next? <laughs> Apologies for the long email. Stay geeky. Best regards, Mikey. Thanks, Mikey. I like it, Mikey. That's that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good email. Um, so one thing I don't think that the um in the Eternals when Ajax says it accelerated the emergence, I don't think it's the energy that accelerated the emergence. It's the return of all the people, because the way they explained it in Eternals, if I'm remembering correctly, is that they wait till the population is to a certain size, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. isn't that correct? And then they they like drink from the life force, and that is uh, that is how new celestials are born. So when the snap, the initial snap happened, and it cut the world in half, it basically delayed the emergence because not enough the critical mass of humanity had not reached the number of people needed for the emergence. Um, and then when they brought everyone back, that's what caused the emergence. At least that's the way I understood it. Um, I may be wrong. But that's the way I understand. Oh, I saw that movie once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and I also I don't know. I know we talked about this a little bit. I don't know that she is stronger than Bruce. I know she throws the rock further, but then he throws it into space. Into space, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know that. We don't know that yet. Sure, she maybe she just didn't try to throw it into space, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't think it is proven that she is stronger. She does seem more balanced and flexible and stuff like that than the hulk mm-hmm. she's a little tinier yeah she's well she's tinier and she's just less less bulky and bulky hulky. <laughs> le- she's just a little <laughs> less hulky <laughs> yeah um as for a rebranding what do you think uh, there's too many of the characters that have certain backstories that you couldn't have them just like Wolverine or, you know, right. Magneto or, I mean, you can change their stories, but it would have to be something fitting for the time. And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to gatekeep, but I don't think I'd love it too much right. to have these characters without some form of backstory that resonates with who they are as the character that I know them as. But, I mean, if they do it and they do it right, that's fine. Absolutely. And this is the thing about, I don't think it's gatekeeping. I think the, the thing of is, and with fandom, like, in general, if you change a story that everyone loves, if you change an element of a character that everyone loves, that's when you get that crazy fan backlash. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. y- you need Superman to be the bright and shining defender of truth you need batman to be dark and gritty but like still have some line that he's not going to cross you know it doesn't have to be killing but it has to be something you know um Mm -hmm. there's just certain things that have happened in these stories where people push back because they don't feel like the character that you grew up with or whatever you know um yeah and i think if they change the x-men to the extreme like that that i don't think it's gonna work i think they need the X-Men. I think Kamala joining the X-Men, that's great. That's there's nothing wrong with that. She could be the the Jubilee of this universe for now. You know, like But I want a Jubilee. Why don't you? But I just mean like the <laughs> I'm thinking of the cartoon version where Jubilee is sort of the entrance to the X-Men, you know? Like she's the first yeah. one we meet, and then she becomes then you meet the X-Men through her eyes. Like I could totally see right. that. Um like, you know, Miss Marvel season two or whatever, or an X-Men movie where they're, they're like grabbing her and bringing her in on the secret of the mutants, you know? Yeah. I don't know. 
Yep, yep. I'm excited though. (laughs) Me too. Me too. But uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible that uh, I've heard that theorized that Jen uh, might have some mutant gene in her based on that conversation. Mm -hmm. But it also might just be, like he said, a random assortment of genetic factors that don't have to be the X gene, you know? Mm -hmm. But I like what you think in there, Michael. I like it for some characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to change some things. I mean, they, they clearly are. They've already changed Kamala's origins for sure. Um, we got the freaking X-Men music. I mean, come on. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, very, very soon. We got, um, Thursday morning. We'll probably do a She-Hulk episode in the same room, Ashley. I know. I'm so excited. Room. I'm so excited. Me very, too. Very excited. See you in Atlanta. Yeah. See you in Hotlanta. Ow. Ow, ow. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll be back. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts. And now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.